listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Brian G. contradicted media reports from earlier this summer, and basically... Now there's a question of whether or not they've been fully honest with Aaron Rodgers. He says they never promised that Aaron Rodgers would be guaranteed a trade. This feels like yeah. So let's do things this. are let's, coming to a head. Yeah, let's do this. Let's kind of back up, and you know, we I always say lead with the lead, but in a weird way, we're leading with the climax. It's kind of a weird. I, I don't know about you and your wife, but this is weird. But. <laughs> What we're saying, it's like, I got three minutes, honey, let's go. Is But but here's the thing. Let's go back in time and look at what's happened because you've got to remember what the context was then. And what was the context before last season? It was, is Aaron Rodgers going to force his way out? Now, how would he force his way out if he's under contract? And he was under contract for multiple years last year. So, well, maybe I'm going to retire. And it isn't a coincidence that the beautiful mystery and all that talk, that a retirement is always on the table. And Rodgers is not afraid to say that. In fact, he seems to err towards saying that. And I'm not sure why, except, well, I am sure why. It's because he wants that to always feel like a viable option. But the MVP of the league last year was going to retire or or two years ago was going to retire coming into the last year. Probably not. Right. And is this year's reigning MVP going to retire? Probably not. But you know what? The threat of that was the only leverage that Aaron Rodgers really had or it was going to be, you know, retire or play for us because you're contractually obligated. Now, what happened, though? What was the concession? And was that concession last year something that was just for Aaron Rodgers to save face? Or was it something that Aaron Rodgers truly considered a concession on the part of the Packers, which was, hey, we're going to rework your contract. And hey, you're going to get a raise. And that's the reason his cap hit would be so big this year. But hey, you're free after this year. That was the way it was reported. And Mackenzie, you were grinding, reporting it, and I was the one screaming, we got to know exactly what was said, what is on paper, because to me, words are words. And you don't go into court and say oral agreement. It never works. Right? So it should be on paper. And we discovered that we didn't know, that it was hard to know exactly what was agreed to, because we didn't have access to all the paper. And nothing that was said publicly clearly showed what the what the meaning was of hey next year you're going to be free mckenzie is that the way you recall it yes jay glazer said very clearly the packers will told aaron Rodgers if requested at the end of the season that he would be granted a trade and none of that was report none of that was official but espn summed it up like this it has been widely believed that Rodgers and the packers had a handshake agreement okay now that is a strong statement. Widely believed handshake agreement. 
Now, let, now let's think about it. So Glazer's saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers got a concession, right? If he wants to, if he wants to be traded, they'll trade him. ESPN says, now this is going back entering last season. ESPN says, hey, widely believed handshake agreement. Okay, now we fast forward to yesterday. It Literally, this is a bombshell. Is the GM, Brian G, as he's called, he's not Kenny G, Brian G. He said, <laughs> well, you know, actually, we don't have to trade him. And, and, and if anything, we should get the verbatim on that. But, the, you know, and, and do that, please, McKenzie. But the, but the I, gist I, of it, the gist of it was that it's, it's all, we got all the power. It's our decision. And we'll see what we want to do. Uh, you got that quote? Yeah, he said, that was not something I told him. Again, I think the whole conversation with Aaron last season before he came back was that regardless, at the end of this past season, that we would sit down as a group and we would work it out one way or another. Okay, which means, now whenever the person in power, here's this is something for the kids, don't use this against your parents, but use it out in the world. And parents, you need to use it too if you don't. When someone in power tells you we're going to work it out, it's trying to get past the time you have leverage, right? For whatever reason, you've got leverage right now, and they want that time to pass. They want whatever you can give them, but they don't want to commit to what you really want. So they say, yeah, 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 just do it. Just go out there and play. We'll work it out. Now, what does Aaron Rodgers really let, – let's say this, you know, the ass hits the fan totally, and what's Aaron Rodgers going to say? They promised me. And it's like, okay, well, do you have it written down? No, they promised. It was a handshake. Handshakes mean something. And you know what? Some people are going to empathize with them, but nothing's going to happen. But yeah, the law, the justice system won't empathize with them. The, the, whoever's you know dealing with their contract is not going to empathize because it doesn't matter. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I, and they may even empathize, but they won't be able to do anything about it right. because this is the law of the land. And thus, it looks like, and I think there's two stories here, and one is, an, is, is even more big, bigger but isn't as clear. The first one is last year's reporting, what happened last year was a deception. And either Aaron Rodgers was in on it and wanted to save face, and he kind of knew entering this year he didn't have this leverage, or he was deceived. The second story is by making it public yesterday, it's a strong sign that things aren't going well in this negotiation. Because think about it. If, you, if it was Aaron was deceived, you don't want him to know that. AJ, you were using analogy of kids and saying, hey, if you do something, we'll get you a dog. And then after they do it, it's like the kid does it. It's like, you know, we can't get a dog. Here's a stuffed animal, which I thought that's a dog. I think that's a really funny one and a good one. But you don't want if that kid does what or let's say that kid doesn't do what you wanted him to. Do you tell him, you know, actually, you weren't going to get that dog anyway? No, of course not. You only reveal that when you have to, right? Exactly. Yeah. Once you once you've gotten what you want out of the other party, that's when you say, "Okay, well, here here's the real deal." And if the kid <laughs> forgets about the dog, you don't remind him and tell him, "By the way, remember that dog I promised you? <laughs> yes. You're not going to get it. I know you forgot about it, but remember it because you're not getting it." 
Yeah, I don't think that's how it typically works. And that to me is why would if the Packers were in a deceptive mode and Aaron Rodgers was deceived, the only reason to play that trump card now publicly, they cho- it wasn't asked about that. And I find it interesting that this was something that he said off camera, the GM said off camera, but on the record. Now, why would the most important thing he said in that press conference be off camera? Because he didn't want it replayed a thousand times. He wanted Aaron Rodgers to get the message, but he didn't want it to become such a big story. And you know what? It hasn't become a big story, except we see it for what it is. And it's what this show does, I think, better than any show. We can act like amongst the No, better than any show is we... Say, ask the questions as a businessman. I spend most of my time as a businessman running pregame.com. As a businessman, what's going on here? And it strikes me that that being off camera tells a big story because he doesn't want it to be a huge story. And it hasn't been, has it? But he wants Aaron Rodgers to get the message. AJ, we haven't even discussed that element of it. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. And I I think what you said about, you know, if if things were going smoothly with Aaron Rodgers behind closed doors, this never gets said out loud. This is just, uh, well, it never gets said. He doesn't even, Aaron Rodgers thinks that he has leverage. He decides to go back to the Packers with that leverage that's now now gone. Yeah, yeah you, f- you at least feel like you've got a good relationship with these people. They were up front with you. If you really wanted to leave, they would have shown you a way out. And now the fact that they're, they're saying there's no goodwill here, this, is, this means that things behind closed doors were going awry. And as we talked about yesterday, and we're straight out of Vegas, I'm RJ Bell, that's AJ Hoffman. As we talked about yesterday is history tells us that even if Aaron Rodgers is the second best old quarterback ever behind Tom Brady, that they got two years left of good quarterback play. That's it. He'd have to, I mean, literally he could do that if he played well next year and well the year after, but didn't play well in three years or retired. So one year, two year, good. Third year, not good. Or nothing, right, in the third year. He would still be the second best old quarterback ever, probably, right in that range. Breeze is right there. If you look at how old he'd be in the next two years. And everyone says, oh, yeah, Brady's changed everything. Yeah, he did for himself. Yeah. But who else has? Uh, Philip Nobody Rivers. else is Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, Big Ben out about the time you'd expect, you know, where he dropped off and hit the wall. Peyton Manning hit the wall. Philip Rivers hit the wall. Eli hit the wall. Who hasn't? Well, and we, we looked at this the other day, and there have been guys who had a good year 39, a good year 40, Brett Favre being a guy who had a good year 40. Yep. No no one besides Tom Brady has had a good 41st year, and, and we're going into year 39. Year. That would be yeah. the third year. So maybe part of this is the Packers understand that there's only two. And isn't it interesting? He's only under contract for the two. Remember the whole Jordan Love, and it was four years, yep. and, and it was lined up. So the theory was, well, after two years, okay. Well, this is two years, but still, they obviously, Jordan Love, to some degree, is considered a bust. Though, I don't understand that, that Sam Darnold can start for four, it took three seasons, <laughs> and they still didn't quite get a good enough look at him, that, that he got picked, traded for, and picked up his 50-year option, but somehow this guy has played one game, and, and a couple preseason games, and we know for sure what he is. I don't get, I mean, he must look so bad in practice, it's hard to fathom. Or, 
I don't know. Maybe Sam Darnold had some a public love or, or some media love I didn't fully understand. But that's a different conversation is maybe this is the Packers saying we're on a short clock anyway. Your goodwill doesn't matter to us. Follow your contract, mofo. And now how does Aaron respond to that? Because if that's your only choice, do you play hard? I think most people would. I think Aaron Rodgers is the kind of spiteful person that potentially that wouldn't, that would co- go collect the money and say his back hurts. I, I think you're right. Or, or just say, okay, then I'm walking away. Good luck. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I I'm not that, sure who gets hurt more there, though. He does. Uh, does he? I, I mean, it, this guy's got a ton of money. He's going to be okay no matter what. If it, was about it, money, if it was about money, right? once they sign the first contract, they're fine. Yeah. I, I mean, think about it. I get the whole, oh, the agent gets this and so, so. If you got $3 million in the bank, you never have to work again. Oh, now, if you, want to, if you want to fly in private jets and all that, okay, that's a different game. But if you want to do that, you probably care about the next $40 million too then. Right? You either don't. You either want to survive and live a, a comfortable life, or you want to be a baller. And if you want to be a baller, the money always matters. And if you don't, the money doesn't matter, right, as much. But to Aaron Rodgers, my understanding is he very adamantly wants to be the highest paid player in the game. That for ego, it seems like it's an ego driven thing, right? Because what could it matter that last five million? But he wants to be. I think he. This is a guy who's like LeBron's. Chasing the ghost is haunted by MJ. I think Aaron Rodgers is haunted by Brady. Don't forget, three or four years ago, three or four before the Atlanta comeback for Brady, the, it was an open debate who the best quarterback was. And you hear, you heard people say Aaron Rodgers. It was like you know he doesn't have the the rings yet is what you would hear. But the most talented, no one's a bet, no one's ever walked the earth through the football better than Aaron Rodgers. Didn't you hear that a lot three, four years ago, AJ? Yeah. Yep. And, and now it's almost like it's the, Tom Brady's middle name is Goat. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like that Aaron Rodgers really wants to establish his place in the pecking order. Maybe it's going to be behind Brady, but he wants it to be second. He wants to be ahead of Peyton Manning. And I think that's the other guy, really. It's Montana, Elway, Manning. And then there's Brady. To me, I don't even think it's really – I mean, if you go back to Johnny United, so I don't even know how to assess that. That seems like a fair Mount Rushmore. And where's Aaron Rodgers at on that? He wants to be second. And how, how do you get to be second? Well, you got to win another Super Bowl. You don't do that retired. And he wants to have other things. One, he's getting a lot of attention. That's working. right? I don't know if it's good attention, but it's attention – I think this is a, a legacy play. And if it is, there is a ton of leverage that the Packers have because you aren't playing if it's not for the Packers. AJ. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts
Yeah, I mean, I I could see that being the case, and you're right. He would have to, but he could do what you said and take kind of the dirty way out and say, "Oh, my back's just hurt, and I can't I, I can't suit up. Everything's fine and good, but oh, I'm I'm just not feeling it right now." But then he collects the money, but it hurts his it hurts his legacy. Retirement's <gasps> yeah. better because when you retire, you can at least dream on what they could have done. Jim Brown retired early, and for the rest of the time, everyone said Jim Brown twelve thousand. I think 380 yards or whatever, but guy retired when he was 30. And you know what? That struck me as a kid, too. It's like, geez, what would he have done? Some people say the same thing about Bernie, uh, uh, Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. Not yeah, Bernie I Sanders, agree. but Barry Sanders. I agree. No doubt about it. And and and, But I don't know if you're 30, moving towards 40, if you're going to have that, except there is this perception. Like, let's be candid. When we hear about Aaron Rodgers, how often are we talking about how he's at the very end of his career? We never do. I mean, until we. I mean, we just talked about it now. Like we, he may have two great years left, but it's rarely discussed in general when talking about Aaron Rodgers. Because there's this. Uh, everyone is aging as we speak. If I waited with ten seconds of silence, we'd all be ten seconds older. In fact, I'm going to do it with three seconds. Three, two. One. We're all three seconds older. Now four, now five. It keeps going, AJ. Closer to death. And you know, it, that is true. That's another I wouldn't look, I don't want to say that, but yes, we're all three seconds. In fact, when you tell some bad joke that no one laughs at, <laughs> you just killed like 10 seconds of our lives. Think of it like that. And here, here's the thing is we all want to think age doesn't matter. Oh, 40 is a new 30. 50 is a new 40. Why? Because we're either in that range or going to that range eventually if we're lucky. So it's fun to think age doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers can trump that because Brady did, except Brady's the only one that's done it. And we're talking about a handful of years left. And I'm not so sure the Packers won't trade him because if the Packers were really smart, right, the, is, it's going to be hard. This is a tough cap year for them. Like, I actually think it's good to look to bet Green Bay to win the division, but I wouldn't think about betting Green Bay to win the Super Bowl. Because this team, this upcoming year, even with Rodgers, will be a lesser team almost for sure. Uh, though they got the number one seed, they didn't even seem really all that competitive to win a title. They didn't, eventually. And the cap situation is going to mandate, is going to insist that Green Bay is a lesser team this year. Now, maybe a rookie becomes the all be- the best rookie and, and to-do, and all of a sudden the team's better. But it's going to take a long shot of drafts or some great cheap free agency signing that ends up being a superstar. Otherwise, it's almost inevitable Green Bay is going to be a lesser team. And you you have to deal with Aaron Rodgers being disgruntled, which you assume he would be if this is actually the case. If they do have to exert that much leverage. No doubt about it. What's interesting is Aaron Rodgers playing as well as he did at an MVP level means that the Packers, if they like, if they sold Aaron Rodgers right now, they would get a maximum return on him because of how well he's played the last two seasons. Maybe even more, despite the age, than they would have gotten two years ago when he didn't look like he was the best quarterback in the league. Boy, that is one of the best points you've ever made. That, think about that. What would Aaron Rodgers' trade value have been two years ago? It would have been, hey, he's got maybe four years left. But if you looked at his prior years, it'd be like, yeah, he's going to be about the 10th or 12th best quarterback next year. That's where he was at for multiple years. You might not like it. Look it up. But then, and, and let's give Flora, or, or, or let's give LaFleur credit, this, this Shanahan-type offense in year two 
And that's what they always say. Year two is when it happens. Year two, they did exceptionally well. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Year three, he won the MVP. All right? So to some degree, even though half of his viable time as a starter two years ago is gone now because we think there had been four at that point, and now there's two left of viable years, I think he's probably worth more in the open market. Now, you could make the case him being so disgruntled and being such a squeaky wheel might hurt it, but some some a lot of places think they can handle that. We'll take care of him once we get it in house, right? So I think you get rid of him, you get a haul, four number ones or some variation of it. You give Jordan Love one year, and worst case, you have a rebuilding year in which you now get a good draft choice for the next year because he sucks or, yep. or stinks, or it might be a situation where he is better than you think, and you've got your quarterback of the future. And if you get multiple first-round draft picks, you get that team's first-round draft pick that trades for him post Rodgers being good after his year 41 uh, season. Well, so that's yeah, presumably getting, a great a great draft pick there as well. Because I don't think if you get number ones, the, the starting point is four for him, and it's probably three in a player. I mean, that's what it's going to be. I mean, it's not going to be two number ones. I'll I don't tell you think that so right either. Yeah, so uh, to me, for the especially two- because we've seen the last two seasons, teams trade or teams go out and get a veteran quarterback and win the Super Bowl. I think a lot of teams are going to be very interested in that possibility. So to recap, what we saw today was the Packers making a point to tell Rodgers, "You don't have the leverage you think you do." That assumes Rodgers is being deceived from the past, even if Rodgers knows this. It's still important publicly they're reminding him. And they would only remind him of this if things weren't going well. And you know what? Who knows what that means, but things aren't going well in Green Bay. I think this team, even with Rodgers, even if he's engaged, tops out at maybe a Final Four type team. They're not going to win a Super Bowl, most likely. You've got to ask yourself, is it now the time to trade the guy, especially if he was deceived and he's going to be extra disgruntled? 